What's up? Welcome to this bonus episode of the OKBeast OK podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye. Joining me this week is Sean Capri. What's up, Sean? What's up, Blessing? I'm so excited to be here, man. The first bonus episode. I'm a yeah. huge fan. I just, I just hope not to mess it up, dude. This is amazing. Now, it's very humbling for me for, to hear you say that like you're a huge fan because you you say you say it all the time. But like, I look at your stuff, and your stuff is like top notch. Like we Stop, the gamer, nope. don't like it. it. I don't like it, this, dude. Your Stop stuff, it. Your, your stuff is up there. I hear I hear you getting shout out shouted out by like married to the games all the time. Like this guy, you're a superstar. I don't know if you I don't know if you realize this. I don't but like your this superstar. Is my hell, this is my hell blessing. This is, this is my <laughs> hell. That's not. That's not why I gave you a compliment. I did not require uh, any of that. But dude, oh, no. I'm because let's be let's be serious right now. You have put together a team of just like super friends and superstars. And like, OK Beast is on another level, dude. Like I'm not even just saying this just because I'm here, and you know that because I've said it on my own show. And when I was talking to Alex on Pixel Pulse Radio, like you guys are what. Everybody who is inspired by kind of funny and by giant bomb, everybody uh, who is making like all the big ones and everybody who's making stuff in light of that or being inspired by that, they should be aiming for what you guys, the way that you are doing it. Like, because you're not exactly copycatting everybody else, but you've got like your own style, your own brand image and swagger and you're smart. Like that's the, that's the other thing is that like not everybody should do a podcast because I think it's really rewarding and you learn things about yourself and you meet new people and all that kind of stuff. But like everybody should listen to your shows. Like that's the difference mm-hmm. <laughs> that you guys are on another level, dude. So I just, I'm so happy I get to be here. I was one of the first episodes I listened to you guys. I'm like, I got to check out this blessing kid. I got to see what he's up to. And like, it was, <laughs> it was instant for me. It was like this, the cadence that you, and the way that you talk about games, like this I, usually takes me a little while to warm up to podcasts. I'm like, who does this mofo think he is? Like, what? <laughs> he thinks he's so smart. But like, it wasn't like that with with you and Ian. And I've been I've been digging it ever since, dude. So thank you. This is this Thanks, is man. a dream come true, dude. You are the best complimenter of all time. I don't know if complimenter is a word, but I'm making it a word today. I'll take like, it. I'll take it. I was on when I was on your podcast. I I never felt so good about myself being on anybody else's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Well, you make it easy. You make it very easy. It's such a, Thanks, you, man. You deserve all the praise and uh, yeah, accolades and everything because you you putting together some special stuff. But let's let's uh, stop you know bending oh, each yeah. other over and cupping <laughs> each other. And, well, <laughs> well, first of all, where should people know you from if they don't know you? Oh, they probably don't, but that's okay. Uh, they 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 might uh, know me from being Canadian. I live in the Canada. And uh, I do a couple shows. Today we're going to talk about PlayStation, but I do sort of a weird take on an Xbox show. It's called the Xbox Drive, and I realized that I wanted to talk about Xbox because I'm a big fan, but I didn't have any time, so decided, well, I have a half an hour commute to work, so once a week I record a conversation with my friend Dave Moore, and we record the Xbox Drive. So you can check out that and where you and I met, Blessing. Well, I guess technically we met on the internet, but we had a great conversation on We The Gamer Cast, and that mm-hmm. is every Monday, and every, I have sweet hangs with strangers from the internet. We just kind of get to know one another. And honestly, dude, that that show has like changed my life. Like, is the reason I'm here. It's mm-hmm. there, I have so much to be thankful for because of We The Gamer Cast, and it was just born out of a lot of weird sort of limitations of I didn't have any co-hosts. I, I couldn't really rely on anybody to record a show with me every week, so I ripped off uh, the format from Mark Marin. And just kind of did like, let's just talk about stuff. And it has just evolved into, like from the beginning, we used to talk about what was your first console and what was your love for video games. And it has evolved to 
you know, we've talked about extremely serious conversations and some lighthearted stuff. And it's just, it's amazing, dude. So if you guys haven't checked it out, it's something I'm insanely proud of. And it's the reason that, like I said, I'm here and have been able to meet so many other amazing people. So yeah, that's that. Yeah. And I'm, you being on this podcast is very overdue. I feel like I should have had you on this podcast like months and months ago. You have a lot of um, people to get through, man. You got Alex O'Neill on your Mario podcast. Everything like this is, <laughs> you're, you're getting down into like the D and, and, and Z grade. People. Oh, well, I'm, it, it, I feel like I'm literally, I literally have a sheet and I'm just like going down the alphabet. Like, okay, I finally got Alex O'Neill on. Who's next? I know what okay. it's like, dude. Definitely. Now let's, let's go the, down to the C's. All right, Capri, let's go. Let's it's do a, this. It's a good problem um, to have. Yeah. And like, and for you, like, I really wanted to get you on because I feel like not enough of the people who follow, like, there's a lot of people in the KF community that like, that know you and that love you. Like Fiona talks about you all the time. Like, I love Fiona. Uh, jo- like Joey, like people, in, people, in, well, I'll just say this: people in the KF admin chat for the kind of funny Facebook group, uh, because I'm part of the admins there. People lo- like love you. Is, is, oh as far as, man, like, pe- that's that's very nice yeah. to hear. I get very like, any, weird. Anytime with Sean Capri comes nice. up, people are like, "Oh, I love Sean!" Like oh, that's, that's, nice. that's all. It's always the thing that follows. And so, like, uh, the feeling but I feel is like mutual. It, yeah, and I feel like the, a, a lot of the people that listen to us specifically, like pe- people who follow OK Beast don't know you well enough unless well if they listen to pixel pulse radio then they know know you from there mm-hmm. um but people who listen to okb's podcast which there's a lot of cross-pollination obviously but i feel like not enough people know who you are and have checked out your con- content i'm telling them like right now like go check out your stuff because you like you bring such a great energy i love the thing you do at the beginning of your podcast where you're just like where you, <laughs> you do like kind of like the the very energetic like the very like the i don't know what you call it like the hey i'm sean capri like that it it riles people up in like a in such a great way. It gets people, oh, it thanks. Get, gets people going, and I absolutely love that stuff. And I would definitely recommend people check out um, uh, We the Gamer. Uh, but the reason why I wanted to have you on also is to talk about uh, PlayStation specifically yes. their Paris Games Week conference. Which I'm I'm mad about Paris Games Week only for the reason that on the OKB's podcast I call it the Paris Week Games twice, and Ian, <laughs> neither neither Ian or Moises corrected me. And the reason the reason why I said it like that twice is because in the in the docs I made a typo and I put PWG uh, just for oh, the no. the acronym and so I was reading it just directly from the from the thing without thinking and I was like oh yeah and I'm really ha- really excited for Paris Week games nobody corrected me I'm surprised nobody has even tweeted me like usually I get a tweet I honestly um, didn't notice you you must you're just Ron Burgundy though it's just on the teleprompter so you're reading it that way yeah yeah it's, exactly. what are you gonna do. Yeah, and I was listening to it in like posts uh, while 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 I was mixing everything together, uh, doing the pod- editing the podcast, and I was like, "Really, nobody nobody said anything, really." <laughs> uh, so I'm just here sounding like an idiot. But Paris Games Week um, is happening, and so I really wanted to cover that. Um, and I should actually get into what bonus episodes are. But first, if you're unfamiliar, the OKB's podcast is a weekly gaming and nerd culture centric show. This is where we get together and talk about the biggest topics in games and culture. If you'd like to show, subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit okbeast.com and follow at okbeastnow on Twitter and Instagram. Now, this is a bonus episode. Um, this is the first bonus episode. The reason why I wanted to start doing these bonus episodes um, is, one, so we can get more guests, get more people on, um, and kind of just talk to them. Like, we, I feel like on the OKBeast podcast, regularly we don't get enough guests at all. Um, and the reason why is because, like, scheduling is hard, um, mixing is hard. Uh, as far as like the more uh, having more audio sources on the show um, I get, can get kind of difficult, especially for the type of laptop I have. Um, and also, like, we just don't have as many opportunities for people to get on. But I feel like bonus episodes uh, provide that opportunity. Um, and so I'm and, and also it allows us to like showcase more people, talk to more people, get to know more people. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's 
those are basically the reasons why I want to do bonus episodes. Um, it's awesome, also- man. It's a fine balance too. I don't mean to interrupt, but like oh, yeah, people yeah. like people. You know, I definitely I'll speak for everybody, but I listen to OKBs for for you and Ian, man. Like, so mm-hmm. you know, when you throw a guest in there every time, like it's it kind of like throws off the mojo a little bit. So I mm-hmm. I think this is a really smart way to kind of do do a little bit of both, man. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and I made a tweet uh, a few weeks ago that was like, who should we get on episodes of OKBs? And I had like thirty five replies from like from like left field people who I weren't expecting, like even like cool grab kind of funny retweeted. It was like, dude, get me on and like, yeah, like, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I was like, man, I really need to figure this out because like 35 people responded there. That's probably like half. That's half the year right there. If we do an episode mm-hmm. a week. Right. And like that people. I mean, yeah, like you said, like people listen to the podcast for me and Ian. And now that Moises is coming on more like now me, Ian and Moises or Alex and or whoever they listen to OKB's podcast for OKB's. And it would be awesome to have guests. But there's a balance there of trying to please people who want to hear me and Ian talk about video games or want to hear me, Ian, and a guest, or me and a guest, or Ian and a guest. Yeah, man. Um, and so, yeah, once again, bonus episodes are here, um, and Very that's smart. our solution solution to this. Um, double the podcast. It won't be every week, um, but it will be hopefully quite often. We'll see. Um, but as far as announcements, Extra Life is coming. Um, we are doing our stream on November 10th. I believe that's the Friday. I'm looking at the calendar now. Yep, November 10th. We're starting November 10th <laughs> at uh, 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific on twitch.tv slash okbeastnow. Um, so go ahead and follow, subscribe, uh, go ahead, do that thing. Uh, it's going to be for the kids. And so if you want to donate, like we're we're raising money for the uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Man, it's been a year since I've done this. So I'm like, I have, I'm trying to retain all this information. Um, <laughs> our goal right now, I think it's 500 um, but we're gonna try and blow past that. You're gonna um, kill it. Yeah, that's why I re- I really want to destroy that goal. That the goal is only 500, mainly mainly because like I I I I wanted to be I wanted to be huge when we like blow past it. Right? When you like, hit 2,000, you're like, yeah, once, <laughs> that was nothing. It's like pff, we just quadrupled our goal. What's up? I want to be able yeah. to, to say that, that that thing. And, and so, um, go ahead and donate. We have awesome awesome uh, milestones for that. I don't know if they're out by the time you're listening but be on the lookout for the milestones because the milestones are awesome basically like if every 50 dollars i want us to do something crazy on stream and the stuff we got written out right now is crazy like it's it's, <laughs> it's gonna be trouble, a, it's gonna be a very bucks? fun time you gotta yeah. set your you gotta set your your targets a little farther out dude you're gonna be you're gonna be doing that every 15 minutes are you kidding me <laughs> we'll see because people because and the reason why i did 50 bucks is because like i wanted i wanted it to be something to where a person can be a person one person could be like man i want this thing to happen on stream so bad that i'll donate the 50 bucks myself do you so know anything because like I'll, I'll donate right now like what do you got what are you, um, what are you gonna do let me, let me i don't mean to put you on the pull, spot pull or anything like that um but. we do have a couple of hot pepper challenges oh um, my god yeah. are you so guys we eat a hot nuts. pepper yeah i believe um we're gonna do eat a hot pepper do a race in mario kart and last place has to eat another pepper that's really um, oh yeah <laughs> Awesome. I, that's one of the t- challenges. I think the other hot pepper challenge we have on paper right now is we eat a hot pepper and we, I think either I think we have a discussion about games and services versus single player games or something like that. Um, oh my Alex, god, that's amazing! We're, I'm gonna get Alex to play PT for one of the milestones because Alex is terrified of oh, scary so games um, and some more crazy stuff. Like I try to make sure that everything everything on there I think is worth fifty dollars, 
And so that's trying to how that's trying, that's kind of how I'm trying to rationalize it, is that like somebody is gonna want to give fifty dollars for each of those milestones. I'm telling um, you, I think you just raised 150 bucks just now just talking about it. So you're good. Yeah, I'm lactose intolerant. I think one of the goals is to one of the higher Don't goals do it. Don't is do to it. binge a gallon of milk. Um, no. And so <laughs> we'll see how this goes because I'm actually terrified. The more I was typing stuff out, the more I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. But also I'm very terrified right now. You uh, guys should do myself. like the dairy challenge and, and you have chocolate milk and Alex has regular like 2% milk. Oh, and Lord. then just see who wins. Just do a race. Oh, Lord. we might Because whether that, you're lactose yeah. intolerant or not, that's bad. That's yeah. a bad time for everybody involved. Yeah. And Alex, Alex refuses to do, the, do it, which is why I'm doing it. Um. I, I really love milk. I never tried doing the gallon thing, but I really no love good. milk, even though it's I can't no good. drink it. I, I made the mistake. I don't, I don't think I'm lactose intolerant because I can do cheese and yogurt and stuff. But one time mm. I came home from, from like a soccer game. There's all these commercials that say like, drink chocolate milk because it's good for like, it's like a protein shake, but it's delicious. So I'm like, okay, I'll chug down this chocolate milk. Dude, no, that's how I knew I was going to marry that lady in the other <laughs> room. Because I'm like, okay, if you can deal with this trouble that I'm having tonight, then you're a keeper. So that, nice. that was the test. So when we came up with a little concept called personal time instead of bathroom time. <laughs> nice. Uh, other announcements we have, New Donk City oh, Radio. Yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, we, I mean, I went off the ta- uh, off the tangent myself. Um, New Donk City Radio, of course, is the Mario Odyssey podcast. Uh, we have, if you haven't listened to it yet, go ahead and check it out, especially if you're playing Mario Odyssey because we're working our way through the game. We talked about the first four levels uh, on this last episode, next episode, we're, we're going to talk about some more of the levels and uh, some more of our impressions that have another special guest on, hopefully. And so uh, check out Dudonk City Radio. It's a great time. It's a very great time. And that got to number like like 47 on iTunes, which uh, on, in iTunes games, iTunes podcast games chart, um, which still blows my mind. And so uh, congratulations, by the way, man, that is so Thanks, awesome. You got like I said, you guys deserve all the success in the world. I'm so happy to see that. I was just going to check my phone to see where where it is in canada but continue i just i just was curious thanks dude. in this moment it's probably dropped by now because i think it was like that initial day that initial push it helped get, get us up it might still be in like the top 200 but i have no idea um weekly videos every friday subscribe to youtube.com slash okbeast and also remember to rate okbeast on itunes that is very important helps us with ag- algorithms that helps us get on those charts um so if you do that we thank you and maybe we'll, we'll probably read your uh, reviews on podcast if you do that um this week of course or this episode i should say uh we're doing paris games week we're laying it all out talking about our impressions recapping it um kind of talking about everything that went down uh specifically for sony's conference uh because sony had so here's the thing sony came out with a tweet it's a very very confident very ambitious tweet (laughs) that said essentially that this is going to be e3 part two Mm -hmm. and people read that tweet and people were like huh, okay, like, nobody was expecting that Paris Games Week was, was going to be the time where Sony was like, all right, let's tighten up that belt, let's let's give them some punches right now, right? Everybody was thinking, like, PSX would be the next big thing for Sony, but no, they're like, Paris Games Week, we're going to do this. Um, and so I figured that it'd be good to have a podcast dedicated to covering Paris pa- uh, Sony's Paris Games Week conference. Um, and so I have I have an article open up from Kotaku, written by Kez McDonald, so shout out to Kotaku for this article. Um, and we're going to make our way... Uh, pretty much down this article to kind of talk uh, announcement by announcement, showing by showing. Um, first game we saw was a teaser for Guacamelee 2. Sean, have you played Guacamelee 1? 
I haven't beaten it, but I have played it. And it's, it's I love I love this studio because you just know that you're gonna get something totally creative and wacky and out there. And I feel like Guacamelee was one of the kind of the early resurgence of the uh the metroidvania thing yeah. that we're now seeing like every other week seems like there's a metroidvania but guacamelee definitely deserves a lot of credit for either kickstarting it itself or giving it like pushing it into the limelight and i also love on this trailer it sort of set the tone because this was the first one that they showed during the spotlight right this wasn't in the whole thing and it's mm-hmm. like the release date was soonish which uh yeah. which sort of set the tone for basically all of sony's sort of conferences and things and i want to give you credit because you put out a tweet that actually kind of lay down the law i feel where mm-hmm. because there's a lot of and i've been one of the people who's been very hard on sony about release dates and you're kind of like look you can either give us like a year or a quarter or you're gonna you're gonna have a, a game that's delayed like which one mm-hmm. do you want you, you can't really get it both ways so i'm glad that you tweeted that because it definitely kind of put me back in my seat where like for me as an xbox fan I I found that like to be such an easy thing to come down on Sony. Like if there's mm-hmm. anything that I can pick apart is that oh man, they never have release dates and god, isn't that the worst? They're just what a horrible conference. But like not really. Like it really it really doesn't make it a bad conference and so I just wanted to comment on that uh mm-hmm. because that was one of the things I wrote down in my notepad as I was, I was watching this. I'm like soonish, only Sony can get away with this. But then you put me in my place. I'm like you're right. I don't care. I got tons. I have way too many games to play. Who cares when this game comes out? If Soonish is actually all I need to hear for most of these things. Yeah. And like, so that tweet was easy for me because like last year, my biggest complaint was that like everything, like everything that, that uh, was coming out from Sony or, or, or on consoles was getting delayed. Like mm-hmm. that was my, my biggest complaint about Sony was, was delays. Um, and I remember having this conversation with multiple people on the other side of it that were either like Al, like Alex O'Neill, right? I had a, I think I had a podcast with him his first time on the OKB's podcast. Um, we got into a conversation of like, should people be mad at game delays? How should we feel about them? Mm-hmm. And he came from, he came from the side of it of like develop game development is difficult. And these games are going to come eventually. They're video games. People need to calm down about delays, which I agree with them. Like, game development is difficult it's hard to hit dates um certification is a whole mm-hmm. different different ordeal like there there are different steps to it that either prolong a game or there there are plenty of reasons for a game not to be uh not to hit a date um and i think that makes sense for what game de- development is definitely but, yeah but on the other side for me like where i'm coming from is from the marketing and and pr side of like when you tell somebody a date like if you don't think you're going to hit that date or you're not sure you're going to hit that date, why would you tell me that date? Mm-hmm. Um, and like come E3, like it's like, it's, I know Sony didn't hear me specifically, but I feel like they heard maybe people who were echoing a similar thing. And I was echoing that. Like I'd rather not hear a date than to hear a date. And then for you to push that date three times. Um, and so like, and, and I, I, th- I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you and I'm with people who are like, who get mad at, at the fact that they're not, uh, we're not we're not seeing a lot of dates because especially with Detroit Become Human, that was my biggest complaint at E. Well, that was one of my big complaints at E. Three is that we've seen this game a million times, um, mm-hmm. and we've not seen a date for it. We've not seen a window. We've not seen a year. Um, finally, see, 
That's mm-hmm. the bigger problem, I think, Blessing, is that, like, I think the, the PR and the marketing cycle will actually start to self-regulate, not based on whether or not a game gets a date at the end of the trailer. It is more about how long have we been talking about this thing? How long have yeah. we, like, how much is too much? And then, like, it actually has nothing to do with how much we bitch, moan, and complain about it. It'll actually be, oh, man, we shouldn't be talking about it. We shouldn't be dragging this out so much. So maybe we won't show it at all. So mm-hmm. I actually kind of like this. This I, I've come around, obviously, quite a bit on it. I was very hard on it, but um, yeah, man, I, I think that they'll figure it out. I think that mm-hmm. we still we always forget how young this industry is, and especially promoting games and that building games is changing all the time. So all these different variables changing every other week. I mean, I don't know how anybody locks down a date unless the game is done today, and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to wait until like next October to release it. I don't know how anybody picks a date yeah. to release these and things. That's why I loved the Fallout thing so much when Fallout Four was announced at E3, and they were like, "It's coming out this date in fall." Yeah, of course. And like, it's like, whoa, we just we we just heard about this game, and you're telling me it's coming out this year, and they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I of course, like to me, that's the best approach that's the best way you can do it but that's also like bethesda and that's also fallout which is like this one of the biggest franchises in gaming right now and like um i know it's not possible for everybody to everybody to do that but also like why did i need to know about the last of us at last psx Mm. even though i love the last of us even the last of us is one of my favorite games did i really know need to know about that game when it's not going to be out until 2019 and you're and you're showing it off in 2016 and one of the things that i've that i've noticed about sony and i give them a whole bunch of credit and i think this is why like fanboys of the other consoles get a little frustrated is because sony has figured out a way to make promises that have no dates or any like real you have they have no commitment to uh release things on a particular time they're translating things that they're promising like death stranding who even knows if it's coming out for ps4 but they announced it but the thing that the magical part is they're translating that translating that into sales now like, mm-hmm. somehow they're talking about things that are coming five years down the road, but they're like, you should buy into this now. Yeah. And that's why we're continuing to see it, because this is – it's actually working. They're three times ahead of the next closest console. So, like, when you really look at it that way, there's no wonder that – like, who cares? Like, mm-hmm. so they have some people on Reddit who are, who are bitching and complaining, but, like, they're selling consoles today talking about what's happening, whatever tomorrow means. Yeah. There so, are yeah, man, who- all the credit. This is the, and I mean this may not be to their credit, but it's at their to their credit at the same time that like people bought PS3s to play The Last Guardian, like people <laughs> people look forward to games that are coming out on Sony systems. That's right. Um, and like God of War, I'm super excited for. Detroit Become Human, I'm super excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, Day is Gone, like I'm excited for. Maybe not super excited <laughs> yeah, exactly. for. Exactly. I mean, there I'm, it is. I'm, I'm hyped for it to come out and see what to see what it is. Right. Totally. They, I, I I think they treat their IP with so much care, except for dreams. Uh, but, but they treat their <laughs> IP with, with so much care, and like they know, they know how to set up their games for success. And even though mm-hmm. like that might annoy us because either they'll delay it or they just won't uh, say when it's coming out forever. Um, I think it still pans out for them in the long run. It pans out for these games that like, oh, everybody's everybody's ready for Detroit Become Human because we're we've heard about it so much that we're tired about hearing hearing about it. Well, um, now the thing is that PlayStation has a trillion games coming out for it anyway, so it, it honestly doesn't even matter if one yeah. or two of the games are delayed. It's just like, well, guess what? You're a bit too busy to care about it anyways, which is kind of where I find myself now. Yeah. So it's not like with Xbox, it's a much more dire situation if a game gets delayed or canceled. And it's like, well, that was it. That's all you kind of had. 
Yeah, so, and that's like, me, like, saying I, I love Xbox, but to your point about the way that Sony cares for its studios and its IP, and, like, so the thing that about this conference that really won me over was it is so clear how far ahead Sony is on that front of, like, just the artistic, the level of uh, artistic games that are coming out. And when that Sony Interactive Entertainment pops up, just as it always has, mm-hmm. you just know you're in for such a quality experience and a quality-looking trailer. And nothing on either of the other consoles, in my opinion, comes close to, like, when Sucker Punch's game popped up, which we'll get <sighs> to. But, yeah, man, I just, yeah. I guess this is kind of like a this spiral off into a overall thoughts on the Paris Games Week conference. For me, I... And we'll get into it. I want a PSVR now. Like I was, really? I think this. I think this was an amazing, amazing conference. Mm-hmm. And I know that people are kind of like mixed on it. And I'm, I don't know why. I've just, I've been, I've been, I was very wooed by this conference. And if I were, if I were a Sony fanboy, I would, I would be saying like, see, this is why we're in the lead. Like, look at this swagger that came out in this conference. But maybe without all of the the e3 kind of pompous it was i thought this was great dude this was a mm-hmm. great reminder for if you have a playstation this is why you have a playstation here's the things that you can look forward to and by the way this is like perfect timing because the xbox one x is coming out next week and mario's coming out and the holiday season is upon us so why don't we just unleash now instead of waiting until december unleash all mm-hmm. this gaming news goodness to put playstation back to the front of your of your brain yeah. So I, I was very wowed by this. I think it was extremely smart for them to finally acknowledge that this is a this is perfect timing to be to have a day of press and a day to control the message. And um crap, I forgot the second thing. But anyway. Oh, and it's in Europe. Like yeah. where Xbox, by the way, can't sell a console to save their life. So mm-hmm. like between those two things of the worldwide message going and controlling the holiday season and kicking it off and really giving the finger to uh to xbox to say like nah nah you can't even like you get one announcement you get PUBG, and that's it we're gonna have a whole day and we control all of mm-hmm. Europe. so yeah. it's very smart yeah and the it's it's crazy how great uh playstation's first party lineup is right now especially like like people so this fall seems feels and seems like it's all about nintendo and xbox but like mm-hmm. this if you look at this year as a as a whole like i feel like nintendo's kind of won this year but sony mm. has been dist- like been killing it especially in the spring where the where it, sony's thing right sony doesn't really care about the fall they allow yeah. the third parties to control the fall for them because people are going to buy the third party games on the sony system um but in the spring <laughs> yeah. though that's where like they come like this last spring i feel people like people understate it yakuza 0 uh, Resident Evil with on VR, Persona, Horizon mm. Zero Dawn, uh, was near near Lost Le- Lost Legacy was in the summer as well. Yeah, Lost Legacy was in the summer. Was near an exclusive? Did near come out on Xbox or no? Nope, no, it was exclusive. Yeah. So near, uh, Neo, like mm-hmm. there are so like uh, what was that other Gravity Rush? Like there are so oh, many yeah. <laughs> like so many uh, great games that have come out on PlayStation this year. Um, that I feel like get super understated, and then like you look to next year, you got Shadow Colossus, you got you got uh, God of War, you got Spider Man, you got uh, Detroit, oh, you Spider-Man. like it. It's crazy right now, and the and PSX is coming up now. Like I don't know if PSX is going to be as crazy as it's been last year or past years because they seem to like have a lot of stuff here. But even so, like there's still stuff to look forward to. They're still going to say something, 
Um, mm-hmm. And guess what? All that translates into it translates into sales for the for Christmas. Like yeah. that's what that means. Is it's like everybody gets all over them for not giving a release date for twenty or like for saying sometime in twenty eighteen. But who cares, man? I'm buying it today. A whole bunch of games just came out this year that I can put under the tree, and we've got so much more to look forward to. This was this is why I look at this as such a successful conference. It's not that yeah, it was the fourth time we saw uh, Detroit, or like why are we seeing The Last of Us again? It's Dude, this was this was so comprehensive, and mm-hmm. how can you? I mean, if you're in it, and if you've seen this stuff a thousand times before, I guess maybe you could find a reason to complain about it. But I mean, this was a this was a lot to be excited about. My wallet, and the other thing is, my wallet cannot afford this conference, and that's how I mm-hmm. always judge whether or not it was good or bad. Um, <laughs> if I'm not, if I don't plan on spending any money on the things that they're given to me, then it's like, well, whatever. But if yeah. I can't afford the conference, then then that's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, all that being said, Guacamelee 2, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, dude. I can't yeah. wait for it to be on PS Plus so we can all get it for free at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, dude, I absolutely That's adore... a terrible thing to say. We should buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I, abs- I mean, I, th- I think I might have gotten it on PS Plus. Um, it definitely Guac- did. Or got the first one. Guacamelee 2, or Guacamelee 1, I really loved. Um, it is a great Metroidvania if you like those games. Um, and it has great personality. And it has great it has a great feel uh, as far as gameplay goes. Like, it feels great. It's a lot of Melee stuff. Uh, of course, I mean, obviously, because it's called Guacamelee. Um, and yeah, it's... I, I, I don't think there's much more to say. I was surprised by this announcement. I wasn't expecting Guacamelee to this um, soon, especially since that studio just did, um, uh, what was it called? Severed. Not Severed. I was going to say Slendered, but I was like, that doesn't sound right. Something's wrong about that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a little while. I mean, they've been porting it to, to other things. Yeah. And this reminded me of the way that Nintendo launched their Nindies thing a little while back when they mm-hmm. uh, when it was SteamWorld Dig 2, and it was that was a huge deal. Um, and it, I don't mean to go off into another tangent blessing but the other the last reason i think this was so impressive was uh sony owns indies again like nintendo was starting to kind of grab it away a little bit and especially in the spotlight before the the big conference they're like we said something one of the guys said something about like indies not being relevant as much anymore because big games are important now that the everything is being ready and rolled out on ps4 this was a reminder that oh no you guys bought it for indies we loved indies at the beginning and we still love indies and indies love us so if you like that, then PlayStation is where to find them. So, which yeah. frustrates me to all hell because I'm I'm saying so many great things about PlayStation. I love Xbox, but what the heck, man? Yeah, I just want to make that clear, just so if anybody's <laughs> like, "Hey, man, I thought you do the Xbox show." Trust me, I'm very frustrated by this. <laughs> yeah, and like my one complaint about the as far as the, the uh, PlayStation and Indies is that like I love that they had such a great presence for Indies there. I'm sad that they put them all in the pre-show. Like I wish they, I wish. I still wish they had some stuff at the conference. I think I understand why they do it because like towards the beginning of the, of, of the generation, like they were repping indies hard. And mm-hmm. that, I, that is because there is a lack of third party games because like a lot of, a lot of developers were waiting to see like, are these consoles going to sell because people thought that consoles were on the way out. And so like, since right. there was a lack of a lot of like big third party games, they, there were indies that they, that they relied on to like kind of push the console forward and, and kind of, get people excited for for the games um yeah. and now that like we have all these games like we have an overabundance of like big huge games now um it seems like they want to promote put a lot more promotion on, on the big on those big um hitters and um they and i i, I think they still want to give some love to indies or they're trying to give some love to indies which is why they're at least in the in the, in the pre-show and i'm glad they're, they're here because the ones they showed i think are awesome because next mm-hmm. up we have um hong kong massacre um, oh which is a top-down game is coming out in 2018 um and this looks pretty cool like yeah man yeah. this looks awesome i thought like i mean obviously huge uh 
parallels to Hotline Miami, and actually it says here in the in the article a connection to to Sleeping Dogs. I think it says which I thought for one minute, uh, hopeful minute, might be Sleeping Dogs. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Was mm-hmm. oh man, this is kind of like a Shadow Complex kind of graphics, but top down like Hotline Miami with mm-hmm. the Japanese kind of feel. So I want to know, like we got just a brief uh, moment with this game. I'd like to know a little bit more. But yeah, I love that this is also another thing, that the twin-stick shooter is being applied in such a kind of an ultra-violent, super snappy gameplay and like that limited field of vision from that top-down I think is so cool. Yeah, and this even like comes off the heels, or maybe not off the heels, but maybe before the heels. I don't know if that's a phrase. Um, <laughs> the toenails. Yeah, the toenails. So this like th- this news came out yesterday. No, when was what's today? Today is Wednesday. Paris Games I'm glad it's not just me that does that, dude. I don't know. I need my <laughs> phone to like wake me up and tell me. Good morning, yeah. Sean. It's I feel like Wednesday, this happened yesterday, November 1st. But this it was is the Monday. day before yesterday. So it was Monday. Mm-hmm. So this happened two days ago. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday. Today on Wednesday, um, we had... Uh, what's the name of the studio? Twin Stick Shooter. Oh, Housemark. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right, Housemark man. Put out that statement saying like Arcade is dead and that I know. they're basically oh, that's pivoting. Heartbreaking. And like, it's, it's heartbreaking because like it's... <sighs> We can't really dis- dispute it. Like we understand why they're doing it because, like, they're they're a studio that they're a studio that you can't get mad at because they put all their heart and soul into making countless twin stick shooters on um on PS4 and even other consoles. Like they did Resogun, they did um they did did they do the the Alienation and Dead Nation games? Is that mm-hmm. them? Yeah, they did those. They did um I think Outland on uh or for for Ubisoft um uh uh what was the one that came out this year? The two that came out this year. Next Machina. Well, there was Next Machina and then, yeah. um, oh, I'm blanking on the other one. Machine. Matterfall? No. Matterfall. 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 That was it. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, they have, like, they, they put out a lot of these kinds of games. And these are games that are, like, they're, they are niche games. And they're, mm-hmm. they're beloved games. But even though they're beloved, it seems like people aren't buying them. Um, I think, I think a lot of people appreciate, appreciate that they're there, that those games are still being made, that that option is there, that people are making these really cool games. And yeah. they're very quality and very great games. Um, and so I feel like I feel mm-hmm. like Sony kind of let them down. Like I don't know how you feel about that, but I like as much as gamers definitely needed to buy it. I don't know that Sony really celebrated Housemark making these games specifically for Sony as much as they do other developers. It was kind of like we've got all these things, and by the way, there's like Resogun's a thing. Like even yeah. when it launched, you know, and Colin Moriarty was all about it, and I feel like that's the reason. Like a lot of people even gave it a shot, given mm-hmm. that it was free. Nobody really celebrated them in a way that like that we do with uh, Psionics with with Rocket League, and of course that's a that's a whole other extreme. But mm-hmm. I really feel like Housemark was like I was always. I mean, I'm not jealous of it because I have every console, but I'm like I wish that these guys could make games for every console. I wish that they were that more people had access to Housemark games because they are truly special in the form and the uh, the era that they were celebrating is so amazing and this is so, like it's gameplay first that's why these those games are often on my top 10 list yeah whatever year they come out with so yeah it was heartbreaking to see that they're obviously moving on to something else and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of adds a little bit of momentum into the the argument that I disagree with wholeheartedly in that um single player games are dead and mm-hmm. I think that we're reading a little too much into that to be honest with you blessing but mm-hmm. this this kind of makes my argument a little weaker yeah, if they're moving towards a different model. But that also, uh, I, I, I think that also gives hope for the fact that Hong Kong Massacre is still a game that is existing, and so absolutely, yeah. When like 
as we're seeing Housemark kind of pivot, and I'm sure like wherever Housemark pivots will be a probably a great move for them. Um, I'm sure they'll continue to make great games and whatever whatever they choose because they're an amazing studio. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the happening, seeing this game, Hong Kong Massacre, uh, gives hope, right? That like, no, this isn't dead. Like, there is going to be like somebody's going to put out, uh, be making these games. Somebody's going to do this. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, like shout out sh- uh, shout out to that studio that's doing Hong Kong Massacre. I'm not I don't have the studio name here, and so I can't give them a specific shout out. But shout out to them. Um, next up, we have Gardens, the Gardens Between. Um, which is this cool kind of like very colorful aesthetic um, game with a boy and a girl and there's rewind, rewind mechanics and I'm pretty sure I played this at PAX um, and I remember being like oh this is cool that's pretty much it for me do you have any thoughts on it no I just mean your reaction from PAX and that was it it's it's kind of mm. neat it's kind of got like these almost like diorama kind of uh, little places to explore and you rotate around them kind of like fez a little bit i think that there's maybe a little fez sort of inspiration happening beautiful looking game these are the types of things that like i don't necessarily go out and buy day one i just haven't really made that conversion in my buying style yet and especially like i'm i'm spoiled just like a lot of people where it's like is this just going to come to playstation plus Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do I just wait for that kind of thing? So, but again, like this is this just shows if nothing if not the game itself, I think the sum of games like this just show that the type of experience that you can look forward to on PlayStation, which again is why I think this conference was so good. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna jump through a few of these. Uh, sure, man. Stop me if you, if you have something to say on on any of these. Um, we got Local Roco Two, which was revealed. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Sims Four. Uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll let's see. We'll be a replete with most of its free PC expansion content uh, when it comes to PS4 in November. I don't even know what a replete is, but it's a cool word. That's um, Kotaku for you. Yeah, that's Kotaku. They're, that's just a one-word reminder that they're smarter than you. Yeah, exactly. And um, me, by the way, the plural you. Oh yeah, no, no yeah, I, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got Tennis World Tour, which is a realistic tennis sim that is out next year. Dude, it's been slipping my mind the the Xbox 360 tennis game that was out and it used to wow everybody and I I I've been trying to think of it and it's still not coming to me. Topspin, thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dude, this is awesome. Topspin yeah. was amazing. So this is don't don't sleep on this one, boys and girls. I think this is going to surprise you. It'll it'll I think it'll wow you on a PS4 Pro and I'm pumped for it. I can't wait to see more for this. We just got a quick little a uh, quick second about it. But yeah. that's it. I'm really into it. Like, I really love sports games, and I miss uh, Mario Tennis, um, especially because I didn't have a Wii U, and I heard that one was bad anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah, try I, it. I, I could, yeah, I could use a tennis game, and so I'm totally Hell down yeah. for it. I'll probably give it a try. Nice. Uh, we got Bow to Blood for PSVR, um, Ultra Wings VR, which kind of looks like Pilot Wings. Dude, it uh, looks like Pilot awesome. Wings. I was yeah. watching it. I was talking to my friend Dave Moore, and it was on the screen, and I'm like, dude, this... I realize we're now into the VR section of everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is exactly what this thing needs. We need like any more cockpit experiences, I think, is exactly what VR needs. And I'm looking at this going, this is pilot wings. This is amazing. Yes, of course. Give give me more. And then it comes out with ultra wings. And I'm like, That's a pretty on the nose yeah. name for that thing. <laughs> it's awesome because pilot wings was a launch title for the N64, which kind of helped mm-hmm. pioneer like what 3D is going to be. And so like for... Uh, VR to have a similar game. I mean, I'm sure this Ultra Wings probably isn't going to mean what VR or to VR what Pilot Wings meant for 3D, but right. it's still a cool analog to have something like we're get, we're getting these types of games that that are still playing around with 
what is VR and how can we play around with the space? Um, and yeah, like I'm totally down for a pilot wings like experience. Like that sounds was... super cool, especially if you put the word ultra in the name, like, okay, I'm sold. Right. Remember <laughs> ultra 64? Like that's yeah. the whole thing. You know, like oh, Nintendo 64 was going to be called ultra. So that's this is like point. even more on the nose. I just thought of that as you're, as you were talking about pilot wings and, mm-hmm. and 64. Yeah, man, this is this was the first moment where I'm like, oh, shoot, do I am I finding myself wanting one of those one of those uh, VR? And I hope that this is kind of like as we go into year two of PlayStation VR, maybe we can look forward to a quick revision of the hardware because that's really what's holding me back at this point. I don't want all those cables. I hate that everything plugs into the front of the PlayStation. Um, yeah, man, I just need it to be a little bit more. I, I don't want I don't like wires. I hate wires. Yeah, so if they can make take that down a notch the games are starting to be there for me to be like i i just need to know if i want to complicate my life with another stream of gaming i need to keep up with because good lord you know if your life is simple with one or two consoles it only gets more complicated as you add vr on top of the whole thing yeah uh let's see we got moss uh which i think they showed off at e3 before the mouse mm-hmm. game uh yep. that looks pretty pretty cool pretty star child um let's see we got some dlc for Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, um, which is called Lucas, or is it called Not a Hero? Not, not a sure. Hero. I not think the, hero. the trailer is called Lucas. Oh, okay, that makes that's sense. that's one of the characters, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see, we got Stifled for PSVR. Dude, um, that game looks awesome. I think did I you missed play, this one. Did you play Perception this I year? I did not. Perception is that game about uh, the girl who's blind and she's wandering through the house and she kind of has to make noise in order to, like, echolocate everything so she's kind of got like daredevil vision this looks like that but maybe done better i didn't Mm. particularly like perception i thought that it was pretty boring and like the the scares were cheap and the gameplay what it wasn't very polished and this looks kind of like a mix of that but if you were to play it on a virtual uh a virtual boy because it's Mm. kind of like red and white lines and everything and yeah, like the notion of you can't see anything unless you make noise, but the more you make noise attracts enemies and terrifying enemies. This this looks really cool, dude. Interesting. I, I need to go back and watch that again because I think I missed that because I was watching this at work on on uh, my phone on Twitch and I was doing work while kind of I was, I was doing the, the same thing. And, yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to pay attention without your boss being like, uh, you're going to do your work. Mm-hmm. You're just going to stare at your phone. Um, this next one is my is probably one of my favorite names for a game. League of War VR uh, was announced, <laughs> and man, League of War like you can't get any more like markety. You can't. Yeah. You're just gonna smash League of Legends and Game of War together. And, I was just yeah. gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, man. I thought this trailer was cool too. The notion of it was asynchronous play, right? Where mm-hmm. one player has got the the VR headset on, and the other players kind of like what we did with the Wii U. Yeah. Where uh, with Mario Party and one would be Bowser and things like that didn't really ever take off, so I'd be interested to see if this does. But maybe it is game or what was it? Game of War? Is that the mobile game? Yeah, I think game, game of War. I think what it's a game of War. Stupid name. Holy, yeah. I'm just like, is that really it? Yeah, <laughs> it looks so. like using VR in a way that's almost like AR, like it, it kind of laying out the uh, the tabletop board in front of you, and the uh, you're kind of looking down on is it on it as if it's it's right there in front of you. I think this looks cool enough if i had a vr i would want to check this out in one way or another but this isn't the thing that sells it for me but i'd be like oh that'd be cool to check out yeah yeah yeah. um we got the final fantasy 15 episode ignis um Mm -hmm. is that the vr thing or is that something else episode ignis is a standalone 
or not or i think it's dlc right and then there's another vr fishing game that they showed off that's separate that's right the, the monster okay. monster something or other yeah do you think because like doesn't it seem like every other week we've had a new final fantasy yeah. 15 something do you think that that added on to like the the dev cycle like is that why it was delayed so many times because it was they weren't just worried about that game but they were worried about the 17 other things that they're <laughs> going to be doing afterwards i i think what's happening is that they're trying to make their money back on that on all the all the years they spent on that game. Because <laughs> like, how long? Like over ten years. It's ten been years in development, and like you you put it out right, but it's like a single player like RPG, and it's like okay, you're gonna get like the money you're gonna get for a Final Fantasy game, but we gotta recoup these costs. Like we gotta we, we gotta we, yep. we gotta get that money back, and so we're just gonna keep releasing stuff. Uh, that's what it seems like to me, um, which I'm fine with. If people if people who like the game like that, then. Uh, that's great. I I wish they would do that for like if they did that for Mario Odyssey or something, I'd be in. So, uh, well, that's pretty much what that. Amiibo are basically yeah. giving you other ways to spend your money and love the thing that you love. That's mm-hmm. that's all that you're really talking about. So yeah, yeah, and even like give me reasons to to come back. Like this, the Zelda uh, DLC is coming out soon, and like once that com- once that comes out, I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna get or dive back into Zelda because like I played that game for however many weeks like a long time and then i stopped playing it and i was like okay um i, I there are other games that came out that i that, that i kind of moved on to and then the dlc yeah, came course. out the first dlc came out and i was like okay cool reason to go back and i, I was back for maybe like eight more hours ten more hours and I, then I, there were other games that came out um and I'm now this same. new dlc is gonna come out and i'm sure i'll probably be in for more depending on how long i spent with mario um but any reason to keep bringing me back to a game i'm totally down for um oh yeah just don't nickel and dime me, and we're good. Let's see here. We got um, Ore. Or I do not like this 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 name for a game. <laughs> o u r e is how you spell it. Um, it's yep. a f- flying dragon puzzle game. Um, that's out now. They they did that thing. They did the thing where they said they it's did out the now. Thing. Yeah, it already reminded me of Entwined with the with the dragons and everything. Remember mm-hmm. that one from a few years back? Yeah. And they did the exact same thing. Of, yeah, it's available now. So that's kind of funny the parallels that are drawn there. Yeah, with Ore. Uh, so I haven't checked that out yet. But I I might actually do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna look on the store and see what's up. Um, because I I actually <laughs> I wasn't you don't have enough to play. <laughs> that's another one where I wasn't paying too much attention to the trailer, and so like I I I just heard the word Ore, and I was like, interesting. That's an interesting. I wasn't name. too pumped about it to be honest. Mm, I might watch a YouTube video <laughs> then to see what to see what's up with it. Yeah. Um, and then the probably the biggest announcement from the pre-show Splunky Two. Like, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, this is this is such a darling, isn't it? Like, this yeah. is maybe one of the first games that they started calling indie darlings. Indie mm-hmm. darlings. I have zero connection to Spelunky Blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of those like, for the most part, the procedurally generated games just are not clicking with me. Like, mm-hmm. I I get well, I I guess I don't really even get it. Uh, the the Binding of Isaac thing, like with this, I I'm glad that it's happening for people who love this, but. This did nothing for me other than to show that PlayStation is such an important place for indies and that this mm-hmm. is a big deal on that front. But for me personally, it this is not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I'm I think I played Splunky maybe maybe like once or twice and I didn't yeah. really get into it. But I have played Rogue Legacy, which I heard is a very similar similar game. Like I think Splunky is supposed to be a roguelike, if I remember correctly. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I got really into Rogue Legacy. And oh, if, did you? It's been yeah. sitting on my Vita forever, and like I keep skipping over it whenever I'm going to try something new. I'm like, oh, there it is. I'm just going to keep going. Try I guess. Rogue Legacy. Try it. Try it. I mean, don't yeah. play it now because you got Mario, and you're going to want to play Mario. If you ha- at a time where you have nothing else to play, try okay. Rogue Legacy and give it some time. Give it like mm. because you're gonna die. Here's the thing: like it's since it's a ro- since it's a roguelike, you're going to die, and that's kind of the point of the game is to die and then come Aren't back. And every time you come back, you come back a little bit stronger, you get a little bit further. That mm-hmm. loop is so good because the way it works in Rogue Legacy is that you're going through the castle and you're trying to get to the you're trying to fight the next boss. And as you're going through the castle, you're collecting coins. When you die, mm-hmm. you keep all the coins, and you spend the coins on th- an upgrade screen that comes up right after you die. And so you buy your upgrades, you go in again, get coins, die, spend on upgrades, go in the castle stronger, get coins, die, spend more on, yeah. on upgrades. And it's that loop, and it's such a good loop. It is. Yeah, I like SteamWorld Dig. That mm-hmm. was pretty much what SteamWorld Dig was about, and I really enjoyed that. I just don't know what it was about Spelunky. I, I don't know. I just didn't. Uh, it didn't hook me. Yeah. And so people, it's not even that I'm totally against this, this rogue type mm-hmm. stuff, but yeah, it's just Spelunky, I guess. Yeah. It's specifically Spelunky that I hate. Yeah. Thank and you I for assume, helping me realize that. Like a, <laughs> a lot of people a, a lot of people love Spelunky, and I assume that the if they feel the same way about Spelunky that I do about Rogue Legacy and they feel exactly. strong uh that strongly for it, then I un- I understand it from that sense. Because yep. I'm sure that I'm sure there's a hook there that I'm that I'm missing from Spelunky that that gets those uh those players. Um, it's an irrational passion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's an it's an irrational passion that they have. Um, <laughs> shout out to O'Neill. Um, but yeah, Spunky Two is it was announced. And it's coming to uh, PlayStation first. It looks like, and so uh, be hyped for that. But that's where they stopped the pre-show, and boom, conference, actual actual conference starts, and they open up with a banger. Um, probably one of my favorite announcements, if not my favorite announcement of the whole ordeal. Um, they showed the trailer for Ghost of Tsushima, um, and at the end, they showed a Sucker Punch logo, and if you're unfamiliar, Sucker Punch are the guys who did Infamous, and they've been, we people have been wondering for a while, like, what are they up to, and this is it, Ghost of Tsushima, a, uh, feudal Japanese, uh, samurai game, open world, it looks like, which is very interesting to me, um, because it's very, it's not what I was expecting at all from Sucker Punch, like, the last thing I was expecting from Sucker Punch, like, I expected open world, probably, but... Not like a samurai kind of game. Um, what was kind of, what was your takeaway from it? I was, I think, just as like wooed by the last logo as I was mm-hmm. by the entire um, by the entire trailer. It doesn't really go into really any gameplay. Like it's it very much sets the mood and the tone for what you can expect from this. Um, and yeah, like this is such a Sony game. Like when I think of PlayStation, this is the type of game that mm-hmm. I think of like this Japanese, this is something that you just don't see typically uh, bred or pumped out of an American or a Western developer, but that's just the dynamic nature that Sony has. You can get these very Japanese games from a Western developer. And I can't, I'm so glad that they've been quiet about what sucker punch has been up to because I mean, I, f- I feel like some people were maybe quietly hoping that we were, we had some more infamous ahead of mm-hmm. us. But this is this is so great. I love that. I'm a huge fan of Second Son and First Light. I got platinums for both those things, mm-hmm. and like they these guys have mastered the gameplay loop that you were talking a little bit about with the the roguelikes. 
this these are games from from this developer at least that I just want to continue to play. These are games that I I lose hours and hours to. I want to know more about that if that's going to be like if there's any similarities from their previous life uh, in this game. But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to know what they've been up to. I'm excited that it's totally different. And we already saw this with uh, Gorilla doing a similar jump from Kill Zone to Horizon. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, just the range on these studios is absolutely tremendous. Yeah. And seeing everybody kind of do the Naughty Dog thing, I think, is the coolest. So yeah. you go from, like, Pulpy or even earlier just Crash Bandicoot and watching them graduate to The Last of Us mm-hmm. and all the steps in between. They basically, it's almost like they've landed on this formula for how to do that with all their other first-party studios. And I think we've seen an example, like I said, with Gorilla and a potentially now with Sucker Punch to go from the very kind of just, like, I don't know, teenage boy uh infamous series is just like i'm angry so i'm gonna go blow stuff up yeah and now graduating to this like they're growing up alongside us and similar with with santa monica i think that there's a lot to be said about that dude yeah and they're doing what i wish they did at the beginning of the generation where like mm. when you look at the transition from ps2 to ps3 right like you got you you had um not naughty dog transition from jack to uncharted and like they right. evolved they grew right and you you saw um um, was this sucker? What did sucker? Did sucker punch make games for PS2? I can't remember what games they would have had. Um, yeah, maybe I'll look. I'll yeah, I'm not up. sure. Probably, They're probably at least some. I'm trying to, um, because Infamous was like one of the first. It would have been 2007 or 2008, Sly. I guess. That's what it was. Oh, Sly Cooper, of yeah, course. Sly Cooper. I don't know how I forgot that. But, but yeah. I get I get a bunch of those mixed up, though. Like yeah. all those like animals who are like kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. They all kind of mixed together. Because everybody kind of did this from PS2 to PS3 where they're like, okay, yeah. we're making these kind of platforming games. We're making these kind of like kitty games. Kind of PS3, yeah. we're growing up. Like we're making something. We're going hard. We're, we're taking advantage of the hardware. We're doing something new. And it seems like from PS3 to PS4, they're like, we're just going to keep the things we did on PS3, except do them, do them a lot better. Except for Infamous Second Son, which I don't know if, if that's as good as the first two. But, um, well. I think it is. I Actually, I, I kind of liked Infamous Second Son. Dude, I love Son. it. I, yeah. yeah, I love it. I'm not nearly as hard on it as other um, hardcore Sony yeah. fans are. Actually, you, you, wanna, you know what? I actually did not like the first Infamous. But I actually did. I could see that. I did play and beat and like... Uh, second son so probably so i do like second son better than one i haven't played much of two and so i can't mm-hmm. speak to that i actually i played a demo too and thought the demo was dude really it's cool. seattle like how can you not love that yeah now i mean now i love it since i, I played it before <laughs> i even moved to seattle when i moved to seattle i was like oh yeah i'm gonna know all everything because i played infamous and i got here and i was like oh it looks nothing like the game uh, that's what i was gonna there ask you yeah trains that's, that's in the so sky funny. and a guy flying around <laughs> sliding on rails it's crazy um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like I'm glad that it seems like we're finally getting pivots. Like we're finally getting like um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like instead of that, um, instead of Killzone, right? We're finally mm-hmm. getting Tsushima instead of uh, uh, Infamous, and it's cool to see. And I think it's also cool to see because it's the samurai game. And like I don't, we I feel like nowadays we don't see as many of those. Like I feel like we got those during the PS2 generation, usually from Japanese developers, but now. Um, it's we don't get those as much. We got Neo, but Neo's too hard for me. Uh, and so it's awesome mm-hmm. to see like this game is probably going to be uh not as hard as Neo. Um, and so I'll be able to get into it. And it's gonna be open world. And I don't think we uh, we definitely don't get many open world samurai games. And so it's something that's unique, which excites me because a lot of Sony's first parties are unique. Um, and that's mm-hmm. something that excites me about those games. They don't stop doing that, which one surprises me, but two excites me because. 
I'm told I'm totally into this. Um, specifically because it's different, specifically because like it just looks cool. Um, at least yeah, the man. concept sounds cool. I, we haven't seen gameplay, and so I can't say it looks cool. But um, the whole aesthetic, the whole marketing, the whole everything, uh, it resonates with me, and so I appreciate it. And God bless Sucker Punch. So yeah, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, no date on this? Was this another one of those like? Yeah, sometime? no date on did this. They even, did they even give a year? I'm kind oh, of just skip to the end of the trailer that, here. With, whenever they they do an announced trailer, I, can, I I'm not even gonna like ex- expect any type of date. If I see if mm. I see a trailer for something I don't know, I'm like, oh, that's not coming out for twenty till twenty twenty. Um, yeah. next up we have, I think some more VR stuff. Wait, no, we have Erica, which is, oh no, Erica, Erica was the, um, play link game, which looks really cool. Okay. Did, did they, like, did I miss something where they actually explained what play link was? I only just read it here where it's, you can play games on your smartphone. Like, yeah. is that just streaming like a remote play kind of situation? It's your smartphone? kind of like Jackbox. Um, they, they explained it a bit oh. at their E3 at E3 their pre-show but since they didn't hype up their pre-show people didn't watch the right, pre-show right i totally missed it yeah mm-hmm. and so like a lot of people missed out on what play playlink was but yeah it, it is basically their way of getting people to play games locally together using their phone in a jackbox kind of style that's what hidden agenda is um and that's like it's games like that's you which has been free on PlayStation um and i'm sure there's some other ones but uh yeah it's basically, it's basically that thing and i really like the concept from what I've heard with That's You, the execution hasn't been as great. But I've heard good things about Hidden Agenda, and so maybe they're figuring things out. Maybe they're they're um, uh, making it mm. better now. And so, Eric, I'm really excited for because it seems to be uh, in a, a kind of an adventure game, which I really love adventure games, especially the cinematic ones. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm totally down for this. This looks super cool to me. Yeah, man, it, it definitely gave me some heavy rain vibes, some kind of like David Cage kind of thing. Yeah, uh, just with the way that you make your decisions, and and that's basically the the crux of this game. It looks like is are you going to do this or that, and the consequences that you live with, mm-hmm. and the way that it sort of presented definitely reminded me of that. But now that you mentioned how I'm going to interact with that, like I was picturing moving the 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 cursor around, like I did with uh, well, now that I do with Destiny, I guess, mm-hmm. but definitely like I did with Heavy Rain. Um, but now I know I'm interacting with my phone. I, I'm even more intrigued. That's that's crazy. Yeah, and I'm really I, I'm really excited for the playlink stuff cool. uh, because of the things you can do with it as far as like local stuff and as far as getting people involved and more people playing. Um, mm-hmm. I just hope they execute it well because it worries me that you have to download an app for it to work. Um, especially, and I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can expect for them to go the um, the. Uh, jackbox route because jackbox has to go to a uh a website and it's right everything is just done like it's easy like everything's very simple this requires you to download an app um i've heard that you you have to be on the same wi-fi but i'm not positive um and uh, i it can be hard for when a game developer develops an app like it rarely (laughs) rarely does the integration Mm. work well but since it's sony i'm hoping that sony has the resources and has the mindset that they can pull it off um, fingers crossed man it reminds me of smart glass for xbox 360 and yeah. now it's just it's part of the app but like there, i remember there was a time when we thought that when we we're playing like madden we would be choosing our plays using our phone or our ipad that it would have kind of like basically what we had with the wii u mm-hmm. where we would have use your phone to kind of project a different uh, second screen experience and a way of interacting with the game i still think that that's something that we could see down the road but mm-hmm. you're right. I think in terms of the connectivity, it has to be absolutely spot on and before we really start to buy into that. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Concrete Genie, 
which looks interesting. It's kind of like a a dude dressed up as uh, Delson from Infamous Two, uh, graffiti <laughs> the place. Uh, what do you think of this, dude? I thought this was I thought this was dreams. To be honest with you, like yeah, I I thought that that maybe it had morphed into something like this. Just the way that like it's very artistic and it's absolutely gorgeous. And I was maybe a little bit hopeful that I'm like, oh, they made a game out of it. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I guess from that perspective and, and even the way that the game, like the way that he, you draw on, like, it's kind of like you're making these big murals on the side of walls and everything about this actually looks a lot like little big planet, mm-hmm. the way that the, the menus kind of pop up and everything. I th- really thought this was media molecule. Absolutely gorgeous. I need to, I need to know more. Like is, what is the goal of this game? What am I, what am I actually doing? Um, but holy crap, just the way that everything kind of morphs from, from the side of the wall and then the perspective shifts and it becomes kind of like 3d, like everything pops off of that 2d space. Dude, this is, this is why people love PlayStation. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely gorgeous, super original. And yeah, I would like to, I would like to know more blessing. Yeah. I'm with you in the sense that I would, I would definitely like to know more. I know Alex Van Aken is super hyped for this game. Um, He would be. Yeah. Alex Van Aken. (laughs) Of course he would be. Currently I'm like, I'm intrigued. Like I am, I'm interested I need the, I need these guys to like pull me in more though. Like I thought the trailer was it was cool looking, but I I still don't know what the game is. Like what is is it an action game? Is it purely art? Is it a an, an adventure game? Like I feel like they didn't really showcase much of what this game is actually going going to be. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to get excited, especially because I'm not familiar with the studio. Um, that being said, it looks cool. Like the trailer the trailer was cool. Um, and so like, I'm, I'm sold just from the aesthetic and just from the heart of it, because it looks like it ha- it looks like a game that has, uh, some, some heart behind it as far as like its personality and, and cuteness and care and stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, like, there's no indication here of like, is my goal to draw something in particular? Your goal is like, to get bullied. To ins- my goal is to what? <laughs> to get bullied. Oh, yeah. Just to get <laughs> jumped. So <laughs> I think that we'll we'll, t- we'll handle that no problem. We'll get bullied for <laughs> sure between the two of us. I think we will. <laughs> uh, next up, we got uh, Blood and Truth. So they started showing some more B- uh, VR games, Blood and Truth, which t- it's, I'm with you in the sense that like uh, uh, earlier you said that this is the conference that's convincing you on VR. This is one of the games where I'm like, hmm, this kind of looks cool. This isn't. This is this is pulling me in like. I, I love and I think it might just be the music because I love British British grime <laughs> rap. Um, even though Alex and Aiken makes fun of me for it, but I, I absolutely I absolutely love it when I hear people rap with British accents because uh, something about it is just more gangster to me. I don't know what it is. It is more gangster. I, okay. I think it's the vocabulary. Maybe it's the, they're just using you're, they're using bigger words to describe the ways they're going to stab you. I think is what it is. And so, <laughs> and so like like it, so something about that is just like. I don't, I'm not going to imitate a British accent because I suck at it and it's going to sound bad. Um, but man, mm-hmm. just the ways they put words together is crazy. Um, yeah, this looks cool. Can I just say, the game definitely looked cool. And you're right, the style of the game itself is really awesome. The The way that VR is sold in general, just having the white dude on the couch and just like how the VR is yeah. kind of sort of like superimposed over his face. And the, like, it's hard to make that look cool, especially while you're holding the PlayStation Move controllers with the little balls on the end of them. It's just like, that just looks so stupid. But once you get past that, this looks sort of like a 1980s James Bond, but with, yeah, like a little bit of British flair and neon to it. Like, there's this, this does look like it could be kind of cool yeah uh, I, this is not one of the games that had me going i need a, a 
uh, VR because this looks like every every new gimmicky type of technology like with the the Wii would have had a game like this mm-hmm. um like anything that you're kind of like waving your hand around uh so it's not like this doesn't scream i guess artistic quality or the heart that you're talking about before but this mm-hmm. does look like it could be a good time did we so i'm trying i'm trying to scroll down the list to make sure uh we didn't we didn't skip it because i think we might have skipped it there was that game that was basically amplitude in vr um that i'm not seeing here um, do you remember the name of it? No, man, I can't remember. It was like the it was like there's like a lot of lights, and there actually we skipped a lot of. Oh, VR was stuff. it start? Wasn't it Star Child? Is that what you mean? Maybe that might be it. That looked cool. So there's somebody. There, somebody will tell us. I feel like all surely. the all the cool VR stuff um, is not in this in this uh, article. P- Kotaku. Kotaku is just totally omitting. Yeah, because we're kind of getting near to the end of the article here, and it's like, wait a minute. I was way more excited about the VR. GameSpot had a good article. If we're just going to like change on the fly here, and mm-hmm. I've got like a super super loud keyboard, I'll try to click just as as much as possible here. Um, oh, it's a good thing it's in my history blessing. Nice, because then I then I can just awesome. Use that my, makes that makes things easier because there was that there was that amplitude one, and then there was another one where they were like skating, um, like Jet Set Radio, um, that looked really cool, like super super fast. I can't remember the name of either of them though. Oh, this this article does an even worse job. There's oh, there's Lord. no VR. Here. Oh Lord. <laughs> goodness gracious, we're in trouble. Oh Lord. And the, then the live blog is all shut down. They don't have that anymore. Oh my goodness, this is what we get for trusting Kotaku and Gamespot and maybe even IGN. Does I bet IGN doesn't even have a damn no, thing. No, IGN doesn't have it either. I searched all over the place for these documents. Oh no, Kotaku is literally the only one. But I think one of them is Starchild. Um, I'm, op- I'm opening up the, the, the trailer to Star Child right now, hoping that the music doesn't play. And now I'm watching a trailer for Shuttershock. We're not sponsored, so I'm not. I'm going to stop talking about Shuttershock. <laughs> um, there's a super loud. There, okay. There's my loud keyboard for you. So I'm watching Star Child, and mm-hmm. Star Child is was, that the one that you're thinking of? It's not, but it looks interesting. It's like um, it's like a side scroller, kind of thing. No, it's not. I don't yeah, know I what Star Child what is. the heck that was. Yeah, Star Child is just like it, so it has a cinematic trailer and it's like a colorful girl with purple hair, hair walking around and it, it looks like it's in a cool world. It's not one it's not other yeah, ones they, I was talking they about. They even did like cool. a montage. They did a montage with all the with all the VR stuff in there. So hang on a second. We've got Resident Evil had a bunch of stuff in there for, for VR. VR. The the uh, yep, they had like the Biohazard uh, Resident Evil biohazard gold edition and then they had the chris redfield stuff they also talked about super hot and vr which dude if like that doesn't that seem like that's the best way to play super that hot, game i yeah. haven't have you tried it yet not the vr no i've tried the i've played the game before but not in vr mm-hmm. was it the we kind of skipped over i think it was bow to blood was that the pirates game like the space pirates oh did you shoot ever, did i don't you see that. that one oh dude it is okay if that I don't think that they carved that one out in this article. Yeah, Bow to Blood is is Space Pirates, and this was, mm-hmm. it's it sort of looks like uh, Sea of Thieves. It kind of has a little bit of um kind of a cartoony kind of of look to it, um, an overemphasized kind of cartoony but three D style. And yeah, you're like you're Space Pirates, and you've got like these big ships with cannons out the side of them, mm-hmm. and you're you're doing space battles, but they're pirate ships. It's kind of a neat um, kind of dichotomy all brought together. So that mm-hmm. was that was one of the first ones. I was like. Dude, I think I need that. And then, yeah, Ultra Wings was right after that. Onrush so pairing those... was another one. Oh, which one was that one? Onrush, I think... I'm, I'm I'm, getting past the trailer right now. That was that was one of the ones that interested me. It was basically like... um, 
Let's fast forward here. Wait, what is Onrush? Man, this is something different than what I was thinking. This is a racing oh, game. Oh, dude, and Dead Hungry, did you see that one? Where you're, where you're, it's kind of like Overcooked, but in VR and first person, and, and instead of just serving food to, like, nobody, you're serving zombies who are coming up to you, and they're hungry, and you oh, gotta, yeah, like, yeah. make up, like, just whatever carnival food at them. Yeah, that looked really that cool. Game looked, that looked awesome! Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> we just named five games on PSVR that I'm like, those are not even just, like, cool to have or nice to have. Those are like, I really need to try those things, dude. Yeah. We need to find better articles for this too. And also, you know what the real shame is, blessing? Mm-hmm. I took like five pages of notes, but I put <laughs> I, like on a, a tear off sheet, and they're sitting at my desk at work. Like I've got. If anybody really walked in and saw my desk, they would have seen that I was paying like so much attention to not work. I'm looking at Bout of Blood right now. I'm just like on YouTube, just scrolling. I have. I just typed in Paris Games Week VR. See what I can see. Um, and yeah, like there. First of all, I'm surprised I'm getting all different links. There, there, there's a lot of VR stuff here that is actually like kind of, kind of convincing more that VR has some substantial games on it. Um, I'm telling you, dude. I'm, I'm, and I'm a hater of that kind of. I'll be the first one to be like, don't need it. But this was, this was kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sad I can't find the names of the games I was, I was thinking about. But like, basically, one of them is Amplitude, and the other one is like this. Uh, oh, wait a minute because i think i forgot what amplitude was for a second it's not star child it was um it's that rhythm game yeah rhythm game where oh um, what the heck okay i'm on it right now it so great. whatever the heck this one is called it had music by avici yeah yeah the one by v- yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and like it was so very good. colorful very like vibrant very uh very visual and it, that one looks super cool this looks like if housemark did a uh invector invector yes. is what it's invector, called yeah. from hello there games Hello there games. That's aw- that's an awesome name, especially since there's a Hello Games. They're like uh, Hello there. They're like Hello's taken. So uh Hello there games. Um very friendly. Right? So yeah. Yeah, yeah so shout out to VR even 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 though we, I kind of butchered, butchered the or I'm not going to put on me. I'm going to put on Uncle Taku for not having a good article. Um You know what? I think we just gave VR more attention than most people do. So high five blessing. That's true. Good for us. High five. Yeah, uh, go us. Turns out Onrush is not a VR game. It is just a P- PS4 game, and it's a racing game that looks pretty cool. It, re- it, re- it reminds me of, like, a PS2 racing game, um, which sounds <laughs> sounds like a diss, but I love the PS2. Sounds like a knock. Yeah, in in a good way, in the fact that there were just random uh, racing games on the PS2. Burnout 3 was on the PS2 game, or was on the PS2, and so they're a great PS2 racing game. Um, good save. We also got Detroit Become Human. A brand new trailer now. Holy dude! This was the f- this was the first of two controversial trailers at the conference, which I, I didn't really take. Usually, I'm the usually I feel like I'm the person who like you when things are controversial. I'm on the side of like that was that was bad. You should have done better. You should have thought about marketing more. Um, that wasn't that wasn't really my reaction when I saw these trailers. Now, like. We have mixed. We have like mixed views on these trailers within o- within OKBs, and I've even like gone back and forth on my feelings on these trailers as time time has gone on, and and as I've like gone back and watched the trailers again, because like, and we'll get to the last of the trailer, but like uh, Detroit, like I wasn't paying too much attention, and I didn't realize that like in this trailer, right, um, there is essentially like there's a father, there is a robot maid, robot robot mm-hmm. helper, um, and there's mm-hmm. the father's daughter, and like essentially like is showing this father is trying to uh, or is angry or is upset or something and is trying to go take it out on his daughter 
and the game shows all the different permutations of like you could you're playing as Kara who is the helper um and it's, the game shows all these different permutations of how you can intervene or leave it alone or the dif- different things that can play out and in one of them i didn't realize that he like literally he murders his daughter i'm like i know i'm like man this dude's a this dude's a jerk like gotta calm down buddy like <laughs> like wow that's, that's what you call him. what a what a jerk that was a rude thing to <laughs> yeah, do yeah i was like that, well, why did you do that man mean. that's not that's not cool at all that's not cool you can't just a real go, mean dude go and murder your own dollar daughter man um <laughs> oh goodness blessing when i watched this i was just kind of absolutely captivated by the way that pieces of the story were sort of unveiled as you went along mm-hmm. you kind of like okay what is the deal here who is this made oh okay she's a robot i remember the, the point of this story okay well now they mentioned that she was reset well why was she reset what did she do wrong what happened did she break or something before and then it starts to unveil more that maybe there was uh, some interactions within the family that they were forced to reset her and like the way that just the tra- the trailer unveiled the story made me go, it's, the game is surely going to unveil itself in a very similar and just as equally uh, mm-hmm. intriguing way. And then, yeah, I just like before you know it, he's putting his daughter down on the bed and I'm like, Jeez. he just killed her. Yeah, He just and like never not for a moment did I ever think they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have made that game. Like mm-hmm. I don't look at um, what was the Manchester by the Sea? And I, I don't like not that it was mm-hmm. about the same thing, but I'm like, holy crap! Like that was that's a very harsh moment. I was not expecting that, but it's making me feel something. It's making me think about it. And so that that movie, I don't like that feeling. Like it makes me feel uncomfortable, and it's like I probably won't watch that movie again because of it. But I don't. I wouldn't argue that they shouldn't have made that movie. They shouldn't have made, put that scene mm-hmm. in that movie. And so I, I found myself watching this trailer in the similar light of that was super uncomfortable. I can't believe they went there, but that's a far cry from they should have made that. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's kind of the where I stand on the on the controversy. I, I don't think that it is a controversy. I think if you're looking for it, you'll find it. But that's it's unfortunate that that's where we're kind of directing mm-hmm. our energy. If you ask yeah. me, and I think so. I have mixed feelings on most of the Detroit Become Human tra- uh, trailers because like. In one aspect, in one respect, they do a really amazing job of showing you like the different ways things can play out, and they should and they show totally. you these um, these particular situations that like um, are very sp- they are very specific, but all very like moving emotionally, and like they mm-hmm. they affect you in a way. And like I think it was E three where they show the one of essentially it was like. The, I I think the the androids were revolting against the police or something within that regard, and they're showing that like oh you, you're basically playing the oppressed and you can you can uh, react violently or you can react um, uh, peacefully, and they're showing the different mm-hmm. ways you can you can go about that, which made me a little bit nervous because I was like I don't know, I, and I think this is a, this is the thing that uh, makes a lot of people nervous is that a lot of people don't trust David Cage, um, which I'm curious I'm, I need to like look in and watch some YouTube videos and read on, read up on why exactly people have this, like, uh, uh, people are skeptical about David Cage, because I played, like, I think I played all his games. I played uh, Fahrenheit on PS2, um, I played Heavy Rain, and I played uh, Beyond Two Souls, and I liked them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in fact, I loved them all. Well, I didn't love Beyond Two Souls, but I liked Beyond Two Souls. Um, but people, people are very, like, kind of uh, very hard on him, and I don't know why, but I've, I gotta learn why, because... I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there's a reason out there somewhere. Um, 
but, I think the simple answer is just because he's out there because he's so different and it's very easy to kind of like point and make fun of mm-hmm. people who are who are that different and and it ultimately like the gameplay i think isn't necessarily as like holy crap this is so much fun to play it's more of the experience yeah. side of things so that's an easy thing to sort of pick apart as well I don't necessarily think that he ever promises anything that to deliver on. Like, I don't think like it's a Peter Molyneux type of situation, but mm-hmm. I, I do think that it's just, it's easy to point out somebody because they're different. And I think that's super unfortunate. Um, I think that heavy rain has some other sort of maybe weird technical issues. Like the animations are kind of weird. And, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's just too French blessing. That might maybe be that's it. the whole thing. But I think that's also, that's one, that's one of the reasons why, why I was nervous about that one scene, uh, about like the police uh, scene, uh, because I was mm-hmm. like, I, I like David Cage's games. I've never really come for his. I've never really come to his games for his like political stance, right? I use social commentary. Yeah, yeah, like I usually come to his games for like the emotional stories and the relationships and all this stuff. And so, like to see him kind of tackle that a little bit, I'm like, okay, well, this guy is like French and he's like, he he is a little bit weird. And I've never seen him kind of touch on stuff like this. So that kind of makes me nervous because if he met, missteps that, especially in in this context and this specific specific case that I feel very strongly about. Like I, mm-hmm. I, it could rub me the wrong way in a, in a way that it takes the game a little bit for me in that sense. Um, but I like, get it, man. Yeah, it, it is hard. Like especially like so as a Canadian who you know obviously consume a ton of American entertainment and like see and hear a lot of what is happening as if it's happening to us. Mm-hmm. And um, but you're not like I feel like I'm not really allowed to comment on it, and I think I probably shouldn't comment on it. And so I guess that's sort of what you're talking about here with David Cage. It's like that you're not allowed, like, are you allowed or not allowed to make commentary on a society that isn't your own mm-hmm. like that? And I, I guess even when I put it that way, like, I feel like you maybe you probably should be able to, but there's definitely sensitivities you have to yeah. be aware of. Yeah. You can't just do it freely. Like you have to kind of acknowledge in some one way or another that, that you're an outsider looking in, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And to me, it's not even like a case of like, should he be able to but will he nail it like will he be able to pull it off um and i guess that's which i think you could be said about even if it was a homegrown sort of opinion but it's that added complexity of he's not homegrown Mm -hmm. so it automatically puts the spotlight on him yeah i think that's maybe why like i think we're sort of like unveiling why people point point mm-hmm. their fingers at at davy cage yeah i think it's pretty multi-layered yeah people just take their reason and just do it anyways but like yeah like i i i love i don't i don't love hate because I'm, i think i'm more loved than hate the trailers um but yeah like i i oh i'm loving i yeah. I, I absolutely love a lot of the things that these trailers are, these trailers are doing this trailer specifically i really liked it um as, as far as like the context like i don't i don't really have enough um uh I feel like I don't have enough experience in terms of uh, this specific type of this specific type of like extreme abuse that this that this father is dealing out to really even like comment on it on a, on a very like specific way. I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't feel I, I'm not I'm I'm not affected by it directly. Um, mm-hmm. But see, you haven't shot your dad. Yeah, no, no, I never shot. I, yeah, I never shot my dad. Um, yeah, me or neither. my mom. Uh, yeah i'm wondering if the way that it sort of like shows all the different scenarios and like the alternatives i wonder if that's part of the game or if that's truly just built into the trailer to show you that there's like a butterfly effect thing that happens because i would really like to see uh like 
I was saying this to Joseph on the PlayStation podcast. Mm-hmm. I think that David Cage walks a fine line in anything that implements a form of chaos theory or butterfly effect. There's there's a fine line to walk where the player needs to feel like he's in control, but you need to surprise the player as well. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't want to present them in a situation like you do one thing. You're like, well, look both ways and cross the street. And because you cross the street, then like an asteroid hits you from above. Like that's mm-hmm. that's stupid. Um, yeah. So I think that there's there's a fine line that they have to draw here. And if I like the way that Until Dawn did it, where you could check back mm-hmm. and go, because you made this decision, this is what happened. Um, and maybe that it can give you an inside look into what the how the algorithm, I guess, sort of works and how you eventually end up to where you are. That becomes sort of like a metagame uh, in addition to the actual storyline itself. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested to see where can we peel back the curtain? Yeah. Pull back the curtain? Yeah. Yeah. And once again, like what uh, I, I was gonna mention this before, I've totally, I totally forgot about it. That like one of the reasons why <clears throat> I'm super excited for this game is that like the pieces of marketing that they've showed so far have all been very different scenarios that are that all hit. Um, totally, that are all super powerful that are, are emotionally resonate, whether good or bad. They like they're very emotional moments. And uh, the thing about like Beyond Two Souls is that Beyond Two Souls had. Uh, had that in their marketing too like there was one scene in one mm. of the trailers i think it was a gameplay demo actually that like where uh if you're familiar with beyond two souls like you play as this girl uh uh um uh ellen page i'm just ellen page yeah <laughs> i don't know her actual name but you play as ellen page um and she has she's connected to like this ghost that's kind of like like uh, that or spirit that is essentially like it's like a psychic sort of she has like this kind of psychic connection and, and it kind of permeates right. in the physical physical form also um and she's gone to, she's gone to this moment where she's just like down she's depressed she's homeless she doesn't have anybody that 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 like that is there with her she she's just defeated and she's gotten to the point where she's just like going to like kill herself like she's about to jump off uh, or fall off this high building and she tries to and Aiden, the spirit that's connected to her, catches her and does not let her kill herself. And it's just mm. like, and, and like after that, like she kind of breaks down. Is this moment of like where I'm like, video games don't do that enough. Like video games are, they have such a unique um, opportunity for storytelling. And like the fact that I got to that moment and I like chose it myself. Like I, I. I I brought myself to that moment because the game is very much based on choice and action and all that stuff. And the fact that I, ha- I had a hand in, in getting here and the fact that like I'm having this moment in the story, like I, I that hits super powerful and other games aren't doing mm-hmm. that, which is why, which is, which is why I love, like I love David Cage's games because they go for it in a way that other games don't. Right. Like you have, like you have until mm-hmm. dawn, which is, which is, which is doing it also. And like, I, I'm, I'm super glad that like uh super massive is now, uh, taking part in in this specific style Dude, of another vr game, game. yeah no, an- another one um that uh I'm, wait wh- which one was that that was the uh the inpatient inpatient it's sort yeah. of like an offshoot of it right the, to your point of not enough games do this i sort of hope that just this many games continue to do this i think it's a perfect number mm-hmm. of games that that make you feel like the feels so my and the reason I say that is because I've stopped watching TV because I feel like the ultimate goal with most and too many TV shows is to either make you feel so utterly depressed or make you feel like a horrible, horrible person. And it's just kind of like writers are pushing that boundary so far and so often that I actually avoid TV now. People talk about like this this heyday of television and I'm like, it doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if it's one in a few that make me really think thing, that's great. Those are the, those are the uh, exceptions. But 
when the genre can be so like well described by how do you feel? Is it a good feeling or is it a bad feeling? Like, I don't want to sit and watch TV and cry all night, dude. I don't want to, mm-hmm. like, it affects me too much. So I guess, like, when these come along, they're special. Mm-hmm. But the, the, that, that deep, profound feeling and that thoughtfulness is not what I come to video games and TVs and movies mm-hmm. for all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not that, to say that they shouldn't exist at all, but let's not, let's not overdo yeah. it. They are special, but it's like, you, like eating ice cream every single day is not good for you either. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go on to the final announcement. Let's, which is okay. or not announcement, but the final showing. Um, final show. What did you think of God of War? Actually, I, I'm sorry. I think we there's a couple things I skipped. Did you want to talk about God of War? Did I miss did God see of that? War? Did they, what did they, they, they're sh- not showing it in the trailer list here? So they so Shoney showed a, uh, a bit more of three games we already know a lot about: God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn's wintry expansion, Frozen Wilds, and then the new Shadow of Colossus. I don't remake. know how I missed all that because I do not remember seeing God of War at the conference. Um, I didn't like it, dude. No, and I feel like I'm the only one who's saying that. Everybody obviously. What did they show? About I'm. Ex- they showed a little bit more gameplay. So they showed. Um, Kratos walking around with his son who seems to be pretty chatty mm-hmm. to be honest with you which which is which is interesting and it, it it did sort of let on that maybe his son was a little sheltered by his mother mm-hmm. and she was telling him things to be afraid of that maybe aren't so terrifying so this is going to be a journey for, for sure of Kratos un, taking the shield away and kind of bringing him into like a trial by fire type of lifestyle so that part cer- certainly very interesting to me but this um sort of resident evil Four gears of war mm. over the shoulder sort of very heavy movement is very different from what i think of. obviously they're trying to go very far away from what we typically think of with god of war but the motion seems different maybe yeah. too different it looked a little hulking it's like like he put on 150 pounds of of extra muscle mm-hmm. so he's stronger but he's not as agile anymore and it seemed like when he when you turn from like left to right it was a bit more of a hulking turn and mm. it seemed like he he was a little heavier in his heels yeah so i i have to get my hands on it obviously before i really make that judgment but that was one of the observations i made from from the gameplay footage that they showed mm-hmm. yeah i'm in the same i'm in a similar place of like i'm very curious to to play it and see how it controls because i don't feel like we get a lot of uh, melee like combat uh, action games that are mm-hmm. that that have you that close to the camera like that. Um, so I'm curious about it. I'm surprised. I don't know how I missed uh, that during the the stream uh, because I, d- I don't think I turned off the phone. So maybe I was listening to it and thought it was just like part of Horizon Zero Dawn or something. Um, you watched it and you thought it was a memory that you were watching. You're like, oh, this must be I must be reliving E3 all over yeah. again or PSX or whatever. But yeah, no, it was. It was Nothing really too new. I think a little bit more of the motion was shown in this that made me think, "Oh no, I don't, I don't want that out of out of my God of War." But who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm still very open to this. I still want to see where they go with it because what an important PlayStation franchise. Yeah. And if this gets taken to the next level, then yeah, it's just another notch on the belt for Sony. Do you have anything to say on Horizon Zero Dawn? I don't like Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't either. Don't tell anybody. Oh, thank that. good. Uh, well, I, I knew <laughs> that, but like, I yeah, yeah, like it's not that I don't like it. I, I liked it. I just didn't. I wasn't feeling it. I stopped after eight hours. It's not that I, I, did, I didn't think it was bad. I was just like, eh, eh. And then Zelda came out. I, and isn't then that too bad? I tried to go yeah, back to it, it too. Which Did it, you ever play Dragon Age Inquisition? I did not. So Dragon Age Inquisition was one of the first games by Bioware where you could jump. And you could tell that that was the first game that they made where you could jump. And I honestly felt like, like this game was sort of similar. That... <sighs> 
I wanted I wanted Aloy to be able to do more than just like the Uncharted style of climbing. And I, and I know everybody talks about how Zelda came out right around the same time you could climb everything. That's not exactly what I mean either. But like Shadow of War did it kind of nicely as well. Just a little bit. You just feel a little bit more agile. It feels like like when I'm traversing around the environment, I felt like just a mountain would show up. It seemed like I'm like, I just want to go to the other side of that mountain. I don't want to go all the way around this thing. Like mm-hmm. it was, it the, the terrain didn't match the ability to traverse it. I felt, and I think that's ultimately what it came down to between that. And I didn't care about the tribal part of it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I cared a lot about what happened in the past, but in terms of like the people she was interacting with, other than the father figure, I didn't really care about the the society that was there in front of her. Yeah. But once once you started to find out what had happened, I was I was engrossed by that. But I don't think it really made up for that. But anyways, that's that's more than you wanted to know about Horizon. Oh no, it's fine. Um, is I, th- I can't remember if this is standalone or if it's DLC connected to it. Uh, it says expansion here, so I'm guessing you have to have the game to play it, which means I probably won't. Play I imagine it. so. I, I yeah. carried that game back in. Um, sadly. Um. But yeah, so safe to say, not going to be OKB's OK game of the year. I don't think you have enough. No, dude, literally first. nobody at OKB OK likes the game, and it maybe it's not because I asked Moises the other the other day. I was like, "Hey, do you like Horizon Zero Dawn? Are you going to represent a game of the year?" I think he said he either I don't think he's played it. I think I, either he hasn't played it or he wasn't into it. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, "Man, people are going to be really mad at us because none of us really like Horizon Zero Dawn that much." Um, and you know, pe- my wife is the same. She played all to, all the way to the end, and and she kept like she had the exact same experience of me as. Well, why am I playing this? Okay, maybe it's going to get better in just a second. And before you know it, you've dumped sixty hours into this thing, mm-hmm. and you're finished the game. And it's like, I didn't, I didn't love that. It's so weird. Like it, sh- I should have loved it. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. Maybe maybe a sequel. I don't know. Yeah, I think it, might- it had all the ingredients of a great game. And I've yeah. had people describe their why they like it. I'm like wait, why don't I like this? Like, everything you're saying, I totally agree with, and you're right. This is great. There, are, Those are all elements that are in the game, and I, I still don't... It's not there for I me. I think it might be that we've we've gotten that a lot before, like, the, this kind of game. Like, we've gotten... We've seen... We've gotten a more vast, uh, more detailed, uh, bigger, story-heavy open world in The Witcher or in Fallout or in, in those types of games. We've gotten the... Uh, like, that the wild, like, in uh, in the woods... Uh, or in the forest or whatever. Uh, yeah, the bow and arrow kind of, with Tomb Raider arrow, kind of yeah, thing. Tomb, with Tomb Raider or even with like Far Cry or like games like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I feel like it's just, it's a mashup of things that we've, that we've gotten before. It's a really great mashup that like looks cool and the premise is cool and uh, the gameplay seems cool. But like, I, I feel like it's just, it's we've gotten a lot of that before. And so it's kind of hard to be excited about the uh, gameplay. I'm, I'm even feeling bad right now talking crap about yeah. it because I'm thinking about some of the fun times that I had. I'm so conflicted. Yeah. Blessing. It's weird because the way I described that game when I first played it was like the, the game felt to me what I looked forward to when I thought about next gen when back when i started ps3 like definitely like when i thought about next gen i thought about a games like horizon zero dawn where like the, it, graphically it looked beautiful the design was cool it was this cool mm-hmm. store i get to be in this cool world i've never cool, seen before cool concept, cool concept. Yeah, like i get to like go around and take out these gigantic robots very like very slowly meticulously but then i play it and i'm like this is what i wanted but do i really want this like mm-hmm. I, I don't know yeah um but now, actually, <laughs> before we get to Last of Us, Shadow of the Colossus, man, I am very excited for this game. And I've, I've heard a couple worrying things about the controls, but 
I'm a weird person to where I'm I'm actually I'm fine with the controls in Shadow of the Colossus. Um, I actually loved Last Guardian, even though the controls are similar to the Shadow of the Colossus. Uh. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited for Shadow of the Colossus. Are you at all hyped for this game? I haven't played the Shadow of the Colossus, and I played maybe 45 minutes of The Last Guardian before I took it right back to the library, mm. blessing. Uh, I did not love it. I did not really, yeah, it's just kind of like, and it, I, I kind of had it maybe, this is the same feeling I have with Horizon. Like, do I need to go back? Maybe it was just the wrong time. I think that that's something that that you and I and anybody who creates content and, and has to sort of like stay up on the latest games has to be super cognizant about is like, there's a very high chance that this game is just we're playing it at the wrong time for us in in relation to everything else that's going on and like for me horizon came out at a time when like i was just about to have a baby actually i think i just had lincoln uh, i didn't play it when it first came out so like i don't know man i i don't know if if it necessarily is the last guardians because of the game or if it's because of what was going on with me at the time i wasn't allowing it to unveil itself to me i'm not sure but what i know is that I didn't care about Shadow of the Colossus. I was totally happy being ignorant about it. And then I saw this gameplay trailer, and holy crap, man. Like yeah. This this looks incredible. It looks p- absolutely gorgeous. It's a PS2 game, which is the craziest thing. That, like, they're, they've, yeah. taken, they've totally like, remade it. Um, and, like, I'm, 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 very, I'm very interested to get my hands on it to see, like, what is different. Because, like, usually when I think of a remake, like, so this seems like it's it's like a halfway point between a remaster and a remake because usually when I think of a remake I think of like you take something and you totally kind of like take the same story take the same kind of concept totally redo it I think of something like Final Fantasy 7 remake that looks like it's going to mm-hmm. be a completely different game but basically inspired by and going after the same kind of uh, themes and stuff as Final Fantasy 7 um, but like Shadow of Colossus it seems like it's going to be like the same exact game but all the assets were taken and just remodeled and redone and, and polished up. Um, and I'm, I'm super all about it. Uh, and it's sort of like when fans put Mario or Zelda in the unreal engine. Yeah. And like, obviously it's been totally, totally redone. That's sort of what I got the sense here. And, and good for blue point. Like what a name they're making for themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like they're the, they're, they're the, the team behind. Yeah. Well, every single remaster, they're sort of like, re, like you talk about, they're almost like redefining what it means to remaster a game. Yeah. And like, good for them. They're right. Uh, such a profitable and such a sought after product and to do it well and to do it differently and special is people notice because remasters and, and revisiting the past is so common now for blue point to carve out a name for themselves and for people to recognize when blue point does it, you're going to want to pay attention to it is super special. So that's, that's Sony again. Yeah. That's just cultivating that just an, uh, totally different skill set out of a team that is under their belt and they're they're killing man that's awesome so last up we got uh the last was part two we got another trailer uh mm-hmm. which actually kind of surprisingly i was not expecting last was part two um but this is exciting uh what did you what did you think of the trailer they knew that you weren't expecting this and that's why they didn't show anything yeah. that would really lead you on to know that this is the last of us unfortunately when i watched it i was a little behind and i was also looking at twitter so the the surprise was was ruined for me i, mm. I knew that this was the last of us this reminded me of the first time that we saw the last of us at e3 how many years ago the very first the last of us mm-hmm. and just this very powerful, surprisingly violent, something that you've never seen before. This is like kind of like the Walking Dead's first season of 
people are just being absolutely horrible to each other. It's not even like, again, the people are, are what you're worried about more. And I love this little, this little set piece. And, and there's something very terrifying of being hanged, I think. And and the way that they sort of like, they dangle her for a little bit and then they give her the the bucket or whatever to, to put just her toenails on so she can barely keep herself up and they have that conversation. Then they have the, the knife just Mm -hmm. pierce the skin and I thought that this this moment unveiled itself. Just the pacing was so incredible, and I was just eyes wide open trying to see, like, what's going to happen next? And then the arrows come out of nowhere, and just like, what is happening? Who are these people? That's how you get me excited to play a game to discover, what are you showing me? What's going to happen to these, and how, how do they relate to uh, the cast of characters that I've already come to know and love? This actually addresses something that I think many people were talking about after playing The Last of Us, you know, back in 2013 was, do we need another one? Do we need a second one? And if we do, I don't necessarily need Joel and Ellie, Mm -hmm. I think is kind of what a lot of us were hearing, a lot of us were saying. And this introduces, yeah, there's obviously more happening in this world than just those two. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm in definitely, like, what, why was she being hanged why did they save her what was the partnership that had been newly discovered there this game looks awesome dude and i know the best thing is when i look at like the first one that we saw uh the ghost of tsushimi we didn't see any gameplay and it's a brand new ip we don't know what we're in for this one it's we discovered a new tone i think with the last of us we're we're being taken down this road even further and know that naughty dog is going to back this up with some of the best gameplay and that's why I'm so confident in this. But blessing, I'm curious, how do you feel about um, not only the the trailer, but are we seeing too much of this too often? Of uh, the Last of Us, yeah. So yes, I I, I think definitely <laughs> yes. That's that question because you want to you want to take your time and think about that <laughs> only because we've gotten it only because they revealed it last year, like in 2016. Yeah. Like I said this before, that like they revealed that game too early, and that game's not coming out till. 2019 at the very earliest possibly 2020 so um and i wish like this is part of what i was saying before that i wish they would go the fallout strategy like last of us is one of those games like i don't it's probably not going to sell as much as like a a, a game with the name skyrim or fallout or like gta will sell but like last of us is like if you if you think about playstation uh, and you think about PlayStation's games, like, Last of Us is one of the tentpole ones. The Last of Us, I feel like, has enough name for PlayStation that fans of PlayStation will understand that, like, once as soon as they see Last of Us, and if you put Last of Us, you put this fall or this spring or whatever, I think people would be, like, I think I, I think people would be totally down for it. I think you can market, market it effectively in six months or however you would do it. Um, I don't know why, and they do this with all their with all their properties. But I don't know why they show their games off that early. Um, and I mean, the I, the reason is so they can have that build up. But I don't think that I don't think it's effective, and it's almost like torture, uh, which there's a lot of in this trailer. But like, <laughs> it's it's it, it, I, I I do think we're getting too much, but I think they're gonna slow down, kind of like they have with Death Stranding. Like we've gone two conferences without Death Stranding, which is a lot for Sony. Um, that's funny. And so, like, yeah, I'm hoping that they go away and then come back maybe, like, a year before the game comes out. It's like, hey, here's some gameplay or something like that. Um, as far as the trailer itself, I thought – I so I feel like this is a tale of two blessings because, like, when I originally saw the trailer, <laughs> I was at work, had on my phone. 
uh, watching it through the side of my eye. And like I, rem- I remember seeing it and being like, "Yo, this trailer is off the chain!" Like I was, I was absolutely, mm-hmm. I absolutely love the trailer, especially like for the fact that like I, I this is gonna sound messed up. I really like violence in my fiction. Like I really like, I really like when when uh, thing people go for it. That's why that's one of the reasons why I love Walking Dead is because like Walking Dead, they're just like we're gonna find new ways to gross you out. We're gonna find new ways to do this, um, to to go over the top. And so, like when the dude, when the when the ladies like clip her wings and they go up to to the other girl, oh. and I'm like, oh, what are they about to do? And then they take a hammer and break her her uh, her arm. I'm like, what the heck? And I I I think it's it's hard it's hard to watch for a lot of people. One because it's a woman. We're not. I don't think people are are used to seeing women brutalized like that in games because uh, usually like games are a very male dominated space. And so to see a woman get, get beat up like that is like, oh, that's kind of it kind of hits me in a different way and then for me mm-hmm. this is and this is a me thing specifically for it to be an asian woman on top of that i was like something about her being asian and i was like no she didn't do anything wrong like like she, she's okay you don't have to do that to her like like that that was especially that was especially brutal um but yeah like i there, there's so there's a lot of talk of this game and this is why i say it's a tale of two lessons because there's a lot, there's a lot of talk of this game of like uh, or this trailer specifically that the trailer was way too violent like it was very gratuitous like they didn't need to do that and even like after I saw the trailer um, I think Moises tweeted out that he, he like he thought the trailer was bad and I messaged him I was like I was like dude what do you mean the trailer was bad the trailer was awesome and he was like dude this was way too violent like there wasn't like um, and like I kept I kept going back and forth on it um, and he finally got to the point where I I, I, I think he he basically he basically said that the the trailer had to do more with the violence than it had to do with actually like marketing the game. I think that's where he came down. If I'm if and I don't want to like miss uh, quote what he's trying to say about it. Um, and I could kind of feel what he was saying about that. Like when I went back and watched the trailer while I was not at work, while I, when I was home, when I watched it, and I was like, oh man, one this is very violent. It's way more violent than I originally thought, which I'm not, which I'm fine with because I'm fine with, I'm I'm fine with violence. Um, two. I could I can kind of see where he's coming from, where people are coming from in the in the idea that it seemed very like we're go- we're going to be more over the top violent than really showing you like what the game is. But I think that's also part of their marketing. Um, that that like they they like they know that violence is going to shock people. I know that that violence is going to get a response from people. Um, and so I'm I I have mixed feelings of it. On one hand. I really love the trailer because I really love when people go over the top and really like put themselves out that I'm really into trailers. I'm really into marketing. I really love when marketing is like, mm-hmm. we're going to make you think about us. We're going to make you look at us. We're going to make you say something about us because we're going to do something that's totally like over the top. Like, like if you watch that trailer out of context, it's like, man, there's a woman being hanged. There's a knife to her. They just broke that woman's arm. This woman just got an arrow to the neck. What is happening? Is this day's gone? What is this? What is this? And they show last was, um, Watching out of, out of context is very much like, man, they're just showing some torture. And I wish they would have maybe shown like either like maybe a content warning beforehand, like, hey, things are about to get real, and then show the trailer so like people who didn't like that stuff can maybe know. But that's probably the only thing that I can really yeah. disagree with on that front mm-hmm. is that yeah, maybe maybe a quick heads up of like if you're squeamish, this might not be for you. But that's mm-hmm. that's about as far as I think that I'll go on that. I, yeah. This is part, this is honestly just as part of Sony's brand as all the other things that we've talked about today. All like the, mm-hmm. 
the indies being part of it, the artistic side, the breadth and depth and everything, this is just as important as to what makes you think of what do you think of when you think of PlayStation? This is this is right up there. Mm-hmm. And the the problem is that that's not going to be for everyone, but neither are any of the other things. This is just another sort of paint color on your palette that they're that they're choosing to kind of create the whole mural of of PlayStation goodness. But I, I get it, like you said. I think the best way to put it is out of context. Of course, bullet points of what's featured in this thing look real bad. Yeah. But at the same time, like I don't know. I I think if you with most things, especially with art, if you want to look for controversy, you're going to find it. And uh, I guess maybe you and I are just similar in that I, I was not bothered by this at all. I was mm-hmm. I was jaw dropped. I what what a world that they've built, and what a story that they're telling, and what balls they have to show it in this way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I am in, on the other side of more like good for you guys. You just you're pushing the boundaries, and you're you are making people feel uncomfortable. In what I think is a non-offensive way, um, mm-hmm. and that's what what a challenge that is to do right now. But I mean, yeah. I, so I land on on that side of it. I, I'm pumped about this game. I don't think that we're seeing too much of it. I think the reason that they do it is because this looks like a polished scene, and it makes us think that this game is further along than perhaps that it is, which translates into sales, which is kind of what we talked about mm-hmm. at the very start. Is this is an example of making people who haven't bought a PlayStation 4 yet uh, this caps off a, a strong conference with if all of that wasn't enough for you we still have even more to come and it's some of our best work or like the best is yet to come basically yeah so it maybe tricks people into think like i think you and i and people who are in the know realize how far away this is but this can trick even the best of us of the last of us to think maybe <laughs> this is a little further along so mm. i don't know man it I'm pumped. I think if we get one a year, then we're good. Like if if we get another Last of Us at PSX, then maybe that's probably pushing it. But if we got mm-hmm. like an annual update on where they're at with the Last of Us, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um. And hopefully, like now that they're showing this here, hopefully at PSX they have something else, not for Last of Us, but like they have because they've shown a lot here. I hope they have some stuff left. I guess they still could show some Death Stranding or like some uh got more God of War. I don't know. Um, I'm not expecting much out of PSX to be honest yeah. with you. It saddens me because Vita and PR. I'm going to I'm, VR, I'm going to um I'm going to PSX for the first time this year, and I'm like, well, what what is there for me if you're just going to show everything here? But we'll mm-hmm. see, we'll see. It's uh, it's sweet hangs with friends, man. It is. It is. That's, That's the most important to. part, isn't it? I mean, I go to Comic Con. I don't even read comics. Like <laughs> I just like being there. Like they had, yeah. It's just a, a nice nerdy place to hang out with uh, people like yourself yeah well sean thank you so much for joining me hey blessing thanks for having me man sorry you rambled a little bit oh no it's fine i was planning for this to be like an an hour but i'm i'm totally fine with it being almost (laughs) two uh because i feel like we had a lot of good conversation i feel i've enjoyed this time with you um so i really appreciate it if you wanted to find you where could they check your stuff out look in canada you'll find me there but if you're on the internet i'm on twitter i'm at sean capri of course sean like connery capri like the pants and yeah please check out we the gamer cast it's on itunes and google play you can find it at we the nerdy.com and if you want to be a guest just tweet at me and we'll we'll figure it out we'll have uh, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about there's no format or anything just a sit down over some coffee or a beer and we'll have a chat and if you're an xbox fan you happen to have made it uh its way all the way through this chat i also do the xbox drive where I talk about Xbox with my friend Dave Moore while I drive to work. And finally, blessing, I do another show called If We Ran Nintendo, where we pretend like we ran 
Nintendo, and it's Which absolutely like a hilarious. Very fun show. It started when Nintendo was doing really badly, mm-hmm. and it's it. You think it become a little bit more challenging now that they seem to be doing everything right. But honestly, dude, I have such a great time making that show with with Bobby Paul's the Nintendo guru himself. Dude, that is awesome. Uh, I need to check out check out that show because I've been meaning to. I actually never got around to it uh, because I I absolutely love the concept of the show. Like that that it's the, so if fun. Nintendo, yeah, like that sounds that sounds super fun. Um, for those listening, remember you can find uh, me on Twitter at Blessing Junior. Uh, you can also find everything I make on okbeast.com. Uh Remember that the Okiebeast podcast is a weekly gaming and nerd culture subject show. This is where we get together and talk about the biggest topics in games and culture. If you like the show, subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit okbeast.com and follow at Okiebeast now on Twitter and Instagram. I've been Blessing. That's been Sean Capri. Sean, go ahead and say bye to the people. Bye to the people. I don't know why nobody says bye to the people when you tell them to right? say bye to the people. Uh, it they did it at the disappoints beginning. me every time. At the beginning, they would say it, and then like as time went on, it's like they forgot the bit. And I'm like, well, thanks for ruining it, guys. I got gotcha. you. Yeah.